Welcome to She is Resilient, a podcast for women on their healing journeys who are ready to start living their most authentic and empowered lives outside of survival mode. I'm your host, Tatiana, trauma and somatic therapist, as well as a holistic coach, and I'm on a mission to help more women heal their nervous systems. Each week, me and my guests are going to get real and vulnerable about the experiences that led us to becoming the empowered and resilient women we are today. You'll leave this podcast with the skills, knowledge, and inspiration to start creating the life you deserve. Because if another woman can do it, so can you. Welcome to another episode of She is Resilient. Today we have our guest, Kande. Kande, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do for a living? Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for listening. So my name is Candelaria Parego by Kande. I am a Latina life coach and blogger. My blog is called Siempre Evolving, and it's all about self-development, spirituality, and positive growth for the conscious Latina. Uh, so I started my personal development journey over a decade ago, and my I remember that my brother and sister introduced me to the law of attraction, and that was the first time that I actually realized that we are the ones that are in charge of our life, you know, that we get, we get to create our life. So because of that, that like, you know, took me into this journey of personal development, and eventually I decided to, I wanted to share it with the world, so that's when I created my blog, and here we are. I love that. Okay. And so I'm just so curious to know who you were before you became this person who was into law of attraction and into personal development. Who were you? What led you to becoming this version of yourself? Yes. So before all of this, I was a shy overachiever, (laughs) like just quiet, keeping to myself. I'm the middle child of three. So I have an older sister that's a year and a half older, and she's the one that got all the attention because she's the life of the party. She's the cute one and everything. And then my parents really, my family's Mexican. My parents really wanted a boy. So my brother is five years younger. So when he was born, like he got all the attention. So I always felt like I was just there. Not that like they didn't love me. They didn't like love me less or anything, but you know, like it just is the middle child, right? So mm-hmm. I, so I used um I guess academics you know to get attention so I that's I always wanted to just do more and I was always like doing the most you know like wanting to excel in school and wanting to that's basically like kind of also what got me to uh get into this personal development journey as well because after like I was the first in my family my whole family to go to college even though I have an older sister I was the first one to go to college but then when I came back um I just still felt like I always had this feeling of like wanting more, you know, like want, and I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't know what my purpose was. Even when I went to college, since I did everything on my own in terms of like looking for a college, a university and like doing the financial aid, like all everything on my own. Um, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't even know what I wanted. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know that there were SAT courses like that you like nothing you know so like it's crazy until later on I'm like oh my god I could have done that I could have taken it like so then I could have done better against scholarships or whatever like anyway but like I didn't know anything right so I was just this like shy person quiet you know like overachiever and 
all of that. Yeah, and I feel like that's so common too. Like, especially as children of immigrants, we really do not know what we're doing when it comes to uh, applying to financial aid or SATs or applying to college. Like, we really had to figure it out on our own. Yes. It's also another reason why I wanted to share everything that I've learned, you know, like and create a blog, because I feel like there's still women out there, Latinas out there, children of immigrants that uh, want to like that have gone through similar journeys, but also are still lacking that uh, feeling of being seen or feeling Mm -hmm. validated, you know, so I feel like I also obviously like I believe in like abundance and all that. So there's never there's no competition, you know, so I feel that everyone should and can share their journey, their story and just be out there because that the more the merrier, you know, so that also was a push for me. Yes, exactly. And that's what I love about you. That's why I have you on this podcast, because we both have the belief that there is room for everyone and we don't have to compete there. Everyone can win. Yeah, 100%. I just feel like there's always more than enough and that... People want to hear their story, the story from you because of what you look like, what you sound like and all of that. So it's just important to just put yourself out there and do big things. Exactly. One thousand percent. And I'd love to dive into your story a little bit more and hear more about how you overcame being an overachiever. Yeah. So even with that, with like the overachieving and all of that the more I've dived into this personal development journey and now looking like as I've been reflecting a lot, you know, and in hindsight and stuff, I've been realizing even more things. And that's why it's important to do that. Like the this work never ends. It doesn't stop. You know, even when you feel like you have healed certain parts or, you know, like you're not ever completely healed 100%. And that's it because life keeps going and we keep growing, we keep evolving. And there, that's why it's important to always reflect and always continue just having that open mind of like wanting to improve and wanting to grow with not with that energy of like, oh, there's something wrong with me, but more so of like just being curious and being like, okay, well, what, how else can I feel even better and all of that. So when it comes to the overachieving and all of that, I've, re- I've been realizing that it was coming from a place of feeling unworthy and not feeling enough. So I was settling for less in a lot of areas in my life, especially in relationships too, you know, when it comes to romantic relationships and also even with jobs, all of my jobs I worked in after I graduated college, I worked in nonprofits. I was always overworked and underpaid and would get burned out and then just go to the next job. You know, I never stayed in the same position for over three years, which is like now thinking back, I'm like, I don't think that's normal for comedy. Maybe now, now it is for like Gen Z or whatever, but like now as back then, but I was always settling for less because I just felt like that's all I deserved. Like, or like, I just did it, that there was nothing like that. That's just like what was available for me. So I've overcome that, you know, like I've been overcoming that uh, feeling of um, this is all that there is for me and just feeling limited and settling for less. I've overcome that for sure. Um, and also overcoming just the feeling of like doing the most and being feeling unworthy or undeserving, you know, in relationships and in career. Totally. And of course, when you're feeling unworthy or when you're settling for, for less, it's definitely going to impact your relationships, like you said. And so I'm curious to know what that looked like for you. It impacted me so much because I was always playing small and I was always just like, quiet and not and but the thing is that I always felt like I wanted to do more but I just was scared and I was I was scared to just like 
oh, that's the other thing that I've overcome that I've, I've been overcoming the fear of being seen and heard because I felt like I always wanted to do more. I've always wanted to like help people or make an impact somehow. I didn't know how, but and so I had that feeling inside, but I just felt that like that fear of like, oh, I'm not enough or like, who am I to do this and just feeling scared. So it was impacting that, but also in terms of like my family as well, like just feeling that way, like, I don't know, like it was affecting, I just, I would clash with my mom sometimes as a teenager, you know, or like growing up, like especially moving back after college um that's also when I started realizing that I was healing as well because like just from uh recognizing the relationships like the dynamics in relationship like it's crazy once you start doing this self-development work you like recognize like patterns or cycles and like just realizations of like why we are the way that we are you know um but yeah so those are some of the ways but the main one I guess or like the biggest one was in really my romantic relationships I was in a my last relationship was seven years and I actually even got engaged and I was engaged for two years and it took me that like I probably should have ended like obviously now in hindsight I probably should have ended the relationship after like the fourth year maybe maybe or fourth or fifth so it took mm -hmm. a long time even then like being in it and feeling like feeling that doubt or feeling that um just like I don't know, like just those feelings like that weight and heaviness, but then like not knowing how to approach that or still feeling like, well, maybe it's okay. Or like wanting to just like continue settling for less just for whatever reason, you know? So like that was part of the journey as well of like overcoming that, you know, and that's a process. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so do you think that the self-doubt was one of the main reasons why you didn't end it sooner? Yeah. And also I moved here for the relationship. I'm actually based in Charlotte and my family lives in another state. So mm -hmm. once I was like in it, it was that, but also, you know what, it was also the expectations, like family expectations and societal expectations, because I was already in my thirties. So, and my mom, all she has ever wanted for me was to settle down and have kids. So then when I was in it, in the relationship, I felt like I finally was doing something right. Because prior to that, I was I had just started traveling, you know, like by myself and doing all these things that were like, quote unquote, unconventional. And my mom was freaking out because she's very sheltered. And like, she got married when she was 16, you know, so she that's why all she's ever wanted, like in her mind, and like, I respect that, like, I get it, you know, that she just wants me to be safe and to be happy. And in her mind, she feels that that's the way that I'm going to be happy, you know, like the only way, basically. But yeah. so when I was traveling or doing my thing or whatever, like, she was just like, not happy, like not about it, you know, <laughs> like all she wanted. So then when I got into the relationship and I met this guy, I felt like, oh, wow, I'm finally making my parents proud. Like they're finally happy, you know? And then once I was in it and I started like questioning it, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, they're going to be disappointed. Like they're going to be mad. I'm already in my thirties, you know, like, and all of that. So that also played a role, but then also like, that's why it took a long time. Cause I would question it. And I, I would just question myself, like, do I really feel this way? Or like, no, I think it's just me. Like, maybe I'm just getting cold feet. And like, just like not trusting myself, not listening to my intuition. So that also has taken time. Totally. And I feel like so many women can relate to that too, right? Whether you're Hispanic or not, I feel like it's very common for that expectation to be put on women, right? To get married, have kids, have a house, build a family, right? And I'm so glad that you were able to uh, move from that. And so I'm so curious to know what helped you move from that? What helped you heal? And what was that moment where you knew that something needed to change in your life? You just feel heavy. Like it just feels like you just can't even 
it doesn't go away. So for me, like <laughs> I can be a really stubborn person sometimes, which works in other areas, you know, like business or something, I guess. Totally. But, like, <laughs> but in a relationship, like I feel like I kept trying to make it work or I kept trying to find ways, you know, like to like fix that or fix the feelings or whatever. And nothing was working. So that's why it took so many years. And I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, damn, that was seven years of my life. But everything's a learning process, you know, like it's an experience. So I don't regret anything because everything has gotten me to this point. But it just feels so heavy. Like it just feels like you're just stuck. You just feel like, I don't know, like you even get to the point or I would I, I would speak for myself, but I even got to the point where, where I just started feeling not excited about my life. You know, I, I don't really think that it was depression or like maybe it was, I don't know, but it was just like not feeling excited. And so looking back to it was like, okay, I'm in a relationship. Like I, not, I understand also that relationships are not linear. You're not happy all the time. And you know, there's ups and downs in relationship. But like I would like at one point, at some point I was just like, I don't really see a future with this person so why am I doing this you know or like why am I putting myself through this but it was that heavy feeling like that I kept trying to fix and I couldn't yeah and so it was that heaviness and that feeling unfulfilled and so what happened when you noticed that heaviness in your body and you started to feel unfulfilled what did you do with it so the good thing was that and something that I'm really grateful for is that my partner my ex-partner was actually the one that very uh that taught me how to communicate so from the beginning of our relationship we had very open communication and that was super helpful because I know that there's people right now in relationships that possibly feel this way but they've never even started having uh, open communication with their partners you know so like their partners probably have no idea that they even like you know feel a certain way and not to say that like it's going to lead to a breakup or anything but like just sharing your needs sharing your wants and like they want to know because they love you you know so like if you're listening to this go talk to your partner and like just do that like you're nothing's going to happen like it's not the end of the world you're not going to die you know and if also if you're scared of like having having them react or be act a certain way then that's when you have to also like analyze like do you want to be in a relationship with someone like that like why are you not having these conversations with your partner you know like you're choosing this person and there's it's possible to um fix that but uh, so uh, <laughs> oh sorry that tangent aside uh we had really good communication so I would tell him everything and from the beginning I would you know like I would just like anything that came up like we would always talk so I would tell him how I was feeling. I would tell him my doubts. I even told him when I told my parents the first time, you know, like when I told my parents that I was having these doubts. And I guess also now looking back, um, I feel like I also was the one that kind of pressured him to propose or to like progress. I was always the one that wanted the next thing in the relationship, you know? So like in terms of like, okay, like when are we getting engaged? It's been three years now. He proposed at the four, in the fourth year, you know? When are we getting a house? Cause we've been renting, blah, blah, blah. Like, what, like I just wanted more, you know? Yeah. And that's also something else that sometimes like Latinas or women that are listening to this, we can be driven, we could be um, go-getters and all of that. And the thing is that there's nothing wrong with wanting more. Like you're just, if they don't give it to you, you're asking the wrong person. And that's something else that I learned, you know? And that's why, because I felt guilty or I felt bad and that I started limiting myself. And whenever we would have conversations on like, oh, like what does the future look like? And then when I would say what I want, he would just get overwhelmed and like, just basically like not understand, you know, and like how it's, it will be possible to have yeah. everything that I wanted. So then I had to choose one. 
you know and like back then I was like okay then I just want the house then you know instead of blah 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 you know so then now thinking back I'm like oh my god no like I still want it all and I'm gonna get it and I don't care I want to find someone that's gonna believe that too and want it too you know so good for you yes 1000% you deserve to have everything that you want in your life and I'm also curious to know if you felt like you needed more because you were unfulfilled in the relationship or do you think that if you felt fulfilled, if you still would have wanted more? I've never thought of that and I've never um, asked myself that because maybe it was just that I was unhappy period. But even before I met him though, like when I was in my, when I started that personal development journey, like when I was in my twenties, cause I, you know, it was after I graduated college when I was like in my early twenties. So I remember when I was 27 ish or 26, I wrote down, I started a bucket list, you know, a bucket list of like a hundred things. I, I numbered my journal with like a hundred, uh, with a list of a hundred things, but I only got to like 70 something. So I still can go back and add things or whatever. Like I just couldn't think of more. Um, so I remember I did that. And I also wrote down goals that I wanted to accomplish in my life. So like similar, I guess basically almost the same thing as a bucket list, but also just like other goals and just knowing that it's possible. Right. So like, I've always like wanted, I've always envisioned my life to look that way and I also would me- started meditating even back then and visualizing and stuff so I guess like once I got into the relationship and I was engaged like we got engaged and everything I just wanted to progress because I felt like we were just stagnant and for me I just don't I've never really been complacent like that B- maybe because my parents also have not been like you know and I understand that some people are complacent because that's all they know like you know like that's just how they're parents have been because they're just great they're great there's nothing wrong with that nothing I want to say that too that there's nothing wrong with being that way because there's it comes down to how you feel about it and you owning that you know so if you want to live that way and you're happy that way then good like great you know but other people want more and like there's other people that might be like I don't want more like I'm fine with this like you know and like it would just be stressful for them to like want something different or wanting more you know but for me I just like change and like I'm just different so I was asking the wrong person 1000 percent. so it was kind of like one of those situations where you wanted to grow but he wasn't really growing with you yes yes and the thing too is that I kept wanting him to change or feeling Mm -hmm. like he could or that I could change him you know like oh no like I am the like because I remember actually like straight up telling him I don't think I'm the one for you because if I was you would have already proposed or you were you were you would have already made it happen because Mm -hmm. when a guy wants something when a person wants something not even a man but like when a man wants something like they're gonna make it happen you know they're gonna be like oh my god I don't want to lose you like I know you already told me before that like you want to get married that that's the goal the ultimate goal so I would straight up tell him tell him that you know and he would just like you know say that he did and like to give him time and all of that but that's when it started feeling like I don't know I just don't think I am the one and once it happened in the fourth year it was almost like too late you know so I guess I should have also said no but I didn't I didn't listen to my intuition you know so it was almost like too deep in it and that's why it's important for the listeners to uh take that step like to just take action no matter where you are in your chapter, because time's going to keep passing by anyway. So if I would have done that in the fourth year, I would have like, my life would have obviously looked looked different, but it was three more years later that I like basically put myself through like trying to convince myself and all of that, where like you, time's going to keep passing by. So if you're in a similar position, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, it was so easy or whatever. Like it's not linear, you know, but it's so worth it because once like, because you know, like inside, you know, 
And once you actually like go through with it or like take those steps that are that you feel are right for you. And then you're on the other side, like after healing and all of that, because it was a process too, like the healing process after uh, ending an engagement and all that. It just feels like so much better because you are honoring yourself. Like you're respecting yourself. You're listening to your intuition. Like you just feel lighter. Even if like right now I'm 37, like I'm 37 and single, you know, like I never thought I would be in this like chapter, like this, my life will look this way, you know, but I wouldn't have it any other way because even like thinking about it, because, you know, I told you I've been reflecting a lot, even thinking about it, like thinking of my life, like, oh, like when would have, when would have been a good time to have children? Like in my life, if I, if I'm starting to feel like I want children now or whatever, there's no, like, I couldn't think, I can't, can't think of a time because it wouldn't have been with any of the people that I've been with or whatever, you know? So like, I just, there was never a time, so it's okay. And that's why like now thinking about it, I'm like, this is fun like this is an opportunity of like exploring myself even further and now being free to really be my authentic self however I want to be do whatever the whatever I want to do I almost said my word because <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck I want to do <laughs> thank you <laughs> you know and it just feels good and the other thing too is that sorry I'm like going into no that like my parents are like okay with it too because that was a fear you know that I'm like oh my god I'm gonna disappoint my parents because now I'm their single daughter and you know the family is gonna talk about me or whatever and they have been super supportive but I understand that some parents might not be this way and that's you know like understandable but I feel and I really strongly believe that the main thing that parents want is to see their children happy. So I mm -hmm. feel like when you own who you are and you own your decisions and you just like don't allow anyone to get in the way of that, mm -hmm. parents will come around eventually, even if it takes like a long time. Yeah, totally. And I love that your parents could support you in your process. And so I'm curious to know a little bit more about your healing process. I know that you had mentioned that your healing process was a long one. And so would you be able to tell the listeners a little bit more about what that looked like for you? When I finally made the decision, I it was still a process because I made the decision on well, the, fir the first time I made the decision was on my 35th birthday. That was my, that was my wake up call. Mm -hmm. And then I started telling my family, you know, so then I told my sister the following month and then I told my parents in the spring of the following year. But I also know myself. So I knew that I needed to hold myself accountable by setting dates or like, <laughs> like deadlines, basically. So mm -hmm. in January, after my 35th birthday, I um made the decision that by my birthday by my 36th birthday I was either going to be married or broken up like I just mm -hmm. needed to give myself a date you know because I knew that otherwise I was going to allow time to pass by again for I don't even know until when so really? finally when I it was like he ended up moving out October 30th or like mm -hmm. the 31st like right before my birthday you know because <laughs> my birthday's in November 9th so mm -hmm. yeah so if I wouldn't have given myself that deadline I probably like time would have kept passing by because I would have found other excuses or I would have just felt bad and I would have just been like no but like oh like, thinking of him you know which I care about him obviously but when you keep someone with you that you're not completely happy with you're taking that opportunity away from him from fi uh, finding their right their right person that's going to be their um, better match you know yeah. so after finally making the decision after he moved out it was very hard because I was living here, but I am still living here by myself. So my parents, I remember they wanted me to stay with, go back to Pennsylvania and stay with them. 
My sister also offered for me to stay in her house in Illinois to stay with her and her family. But I have a house. Like we actually had gotten a house together. Everything was under my name. So I ended up staying in the house and he moved out. But um, so I just wanted to face everything. And it was I don't like looking back now, sometimes I feel like that was a little too extreme because I literally was by myself. I didn't have a support system. I didn't have really friends or anything or any family at all. And it was winter, <laughs> which made it even worse because sometimes I, I uh, have su suffered from my, a minor case of sad, you know, the seasonal depression because, you know, the days are shorter, you know, sunlight and all that. Uh, it's, not funny. <laughs> it's not funny because it was just extreme. And I'm like looking back like, damn, that was a really hard time. So and I love that you can laugh at it, right? Because you're in such a different place in your life now. And so you can kind of look back at that situation and laugh a little bit, right? And it just shows how much you've grown. I guess it's also like I laugh about it now because I'm like, wow, I, I did it. You know, like I, I, I went through that and I am in a completely different place now. Uh, I And the thing that also is that I just have a, one of my core beliefs is that everything always works out and it's not over until things work out, you know? So like, even when I was going through it and it was really, really hard, I just knew that it wasn't like that it, things were going to get better eventually. I just needed to trust and believe that. But when I was in it, it was really hard because I was in it for seven years with the house, with a dog, you know, living here away from my family and I still did it. So it's possible there's people that have kids that are married and have kids and they still get divorced, you know, because of for whatever reason, you know, so it's still possible no matter what. Um, so don't allow that to like, don't, I don't know, like if you really feel that that's the step for you, then mm -hmm. don't allow anything to get in the way of that because you deserve to be happy. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how old you are, you still have life that is left, you know, to live. So why not live it feeling fulfilled and happy and complete you know so it's never too late to take those steps to yeah. choose yourself yeah I love that so much and so yeah you were clearly in this really rough place in your life and so I'm curious to know what told you you were healing when did you start to realize that things were starting to feel different in your life I started noticing well, also, first of all, like, since I started meditating, well, I know I've been meditating for a while now, uh, but also in a journaling, but I started noticing just, or I guess, like, listening to my inner guidance or my intuition even more, because it had, like, it's always speaking to us. And it was always speaking to me before, but I was just choosing not to listen to it or question it. So mm -hmm. I started just listening to that even more and, like, allowing myself to follow what it, it would tell me and also I started recognizing other people like yeah like other people like when, when I would interact with other people just hearing how they are or like if they're how they speak to themselves or how if they're negative and all of that and like that's when I started like realizing that I, I was healing because I'm like oh like I don't want to think that way like I want to change that you know like I want to think more positive right I don't want to be like super skeptical or negative or whatever you know because it's also a choice like reprogramming your mind and all that so that's when mm -hmm. I started recognizing that I was healing that I'm like I don't think that way anymore you know like wow I used to think that way but now I don't you know because like I've been doing so much inner work for like the past decade and stuff so that's one one of the ways you know just seeing it in other people like seeing the growth after like interacting with other people I love that okay so what are some of the things that you're currently doing now to continue to protect your mental health and your energy 
the first, my first answers were like, oh, you're meditating and journaling because I have been doing that for a long time. And that's like something that I just, it's just a part of my life. But something that's super important is the people that we surround ourselves with and the information, the content, or whatever that you consume, like that will affect you. Like people think it doesn't, even like the type of movies that you watch or the type of music that you listen to, all of that affects us. You know, like if you're current, if you're always watching like violent things or crime or suspense, like all these things like that affect, like you're putting your body through stress. Like you're choosing to do that. You you know that from a somatic <laughs> standpoint, right? Like, yeah. like, so and even just that, like I don't watch scary movies. I don't really watch the news, you know, like that. Um, I stay informed, but I don't watch the news. But no, I meditate every day. And that's something else that I was thinking about that I'm like, okay, because this past year I've been living on my own. And life has like, I've been able to choose how I want to live, right? So it's been awesome. Like, okay, and live, having everything my way, basically in my house. And as I start dating and stuff, and even if, when I've had friends visit uh, during this year and stuff, I started realizing like, oh my God, I'm starting to like, I don't want to be uptight or like, I don't want to be like a certain way. Like whenever I have, I start dating or like have a new partner in my life or whatever, because I feel like I'm super tidy and clean now and like all of these things. And that's how I was before, but like, just I've taken it to another level because it's just me. Um, and I also started thinking like, am I even gonna like gonna continue meditating or journaling? Like, or is it only because I actually have the time and space right now because it's just me. But mm -hmm. when I've had visitors or when I have visited my family this year, like stayed with my sister or visited my parents, it has become a practice like I need it like it's actually like a part of my life now and I'm really proud of that and I'm really happy that it's that way because it does help so much so when people whenever I talk tell people like oh like I invite like I suggest that you start meditating even if it's five minutes even if it's like just three days a week or two days a week or whatever it's just it's so beneficial and it's going to make a difference you know mm -hmm. same with journaling like even if you do it like every Sunday or something like once a week like just releasing your thoughts it's going to help so much so I noticed that whenever I didn't meditate or journal because I was like when I visited my sister for instance and I was not in my home like environment with my routines and whatnot I would start feeling off you know like feeling like like just off or weird or whatever and then by the time that I would sit down and sit in silence and meditate it would just it feel because I do it in complete silence like I don't really do guided ones or anything which like sometimes I do and it's okay if you do that as well whatever works for you but when I love sitting in silence and when I do I feel like it's gonna sound weird I feel like my body's like soaking it up and I just feel so much better or even eating processed foods when you are eating super unhealthy and not honoring your body especially if you know that you don't feel good after eating certain things or whatever like your gut is like affected so then you can't like <laughs> like what what inspiration are you gonna get or like well you know like if your your gut's not healthy or clean or whatever you know so like the healthier you eat and the more you eat like plant-based and food from the earth that has a higher vibration like that food you know because it's not processed it's not made in a plant or whatever like it's actual real food and that raises your frequency your vibration when you drink a lot of water like all oh. of those things yes oh my gosh i love this conversation so much you are absolutely right everything is energy including the food we eat the people we surround ourselves with and yeah just everything so Gande, you are clearly someone who has overcome so many things you are clearly someone that i would consider resilient and so i'm curious to know 
what resiliency means to you and what would you tell someone who is trying to build the resiliency in their nervous system? To me, resiliency is facing facing things, facing mm-hmm. fears, facing whatever you need to face over and over again. And not from a place of like a forceful energy of like, oh, I have to, or like talking down to yourself or like anything like that, but just like doing it out of a place, like feeling, giving yourself grace and compassion and knowing that it's, that you're trusting as well, that you're trusting that um, you're going to continue growing and evolving, you know? So like just facing things and not allowing yourself to like um, avoid so, mm-hmm. and this is all for your growth. So to me, yeah. that's resilience. And if, if I were to tell someone that's looking to start being more resilient, I would say to start small and to start with being kind to yourself. That's the first thing that I want to say, or the first step, I feel like, because especially if you grew up not, um, like if you grew up in an environment where like maybe kindness was not like, you know, represented or like you didn't witness it much and maybe like you were not spoken to in that way or whatever and that maybe maybe that's why you have a more difficult time you know like being kind to yourself I think that's the first step like creating that like improving that relationship with yourself of like loving yourself more and being kind to yourself because from there you also start building self-trust that's the Mm -hmm. next step I would say you know to start building your self-trust in a slow way so if you like whenever you keep promises to yourself like to actually follow through and also start small so that's why like if you want to be more resilient and being more mindful or whatever like starting to have a mindfulness practice would be a great way to start and like I said it could like start small so start with like five minutes once a week you know like don't go overboard and say like oh I'm gonna do it every single day for like 10 minutes or whatever because then when you don't do it because it's like it's a practice it's a habit that you're starting you know from scratch Mm -hmm. if you don't do it then you're gonna start feeling like see like I'm just not good like it's just not meant for me or like blah blah blah. you know like you're not building that it's like doing the opposite you're not building that self-trust so that's why I do it slow and even knowing that you're going to do it, like even if it's easy, like because then from there you could add to it instead of the opposite where you're like trying to do the most and then not doing it and then going starting back at square one. So mm-hmm. I feel like being kind to yourself will be the first thing and then building yourself trust mm-hmm. and then just like starting to look within once um, you start being more um, taking that time to reflect, you know, and mm-hmm. look within on like what what are some areas in your life that you feel heaviness and just like explore that and just see where that leads you, you know, and start like just trusting your intuition and all of that. But those, but just being kind to yourself is like the first thing I think, you know, cause then from there it'll build into more. I love that so much. Candid, thank you so much for all of the wisdom and insight you've shared with us today. How can people connect with you if they resonated with you and what do you have going on? So I'm on Instagram for the most part, and I have a blog. So my blog is called Siempre Evolving. It's one word. Um, and then on Instagram, it's siempre.evolving. So that's my handle. And I go live every Wednesday. I have Wisdom Wednesdays with Kande. I've been doing this since July. I can't believe I've kept it up this long. And I mean, I yeah. So every Wednesday I go live and speak on something, typically on the blog post of the week. And I also have a weekly blog post that I post on my website, on my blog. Uh, you can find everything in the link in my bio on Instagram. And I'm currently, uh, I also see clients one-on-one for private coaching. 
So I currently offer four months of coaching where we meet once a week. And I also offer voice and text support during the week. I give homework or action steps after each call with uh, notes from each call. So then you could see your progress plan, you know, like, and you'll see the all of the, um, like progress and growth that you've been doing in the past four months. And I chose, it, it used to be three months, but time goes by so fast. And I feel like my clients would get started getting, I wanted to give them an opportunity to get even more, a uh, bigger transformation. So mm -hmm. I extended it to four months, keeping the price the same. Uh, but you could also go on Instagram and the link in my bio to schedule your free clarity call to see how you could work with me for private coaching. Um, it's also on my website, on my blog, and you're in the, one of the tabs in the top. So that's basically all I offer right now. So just the private coaching and also my blog that you can read for free and also my Instagram stories and watching the live and all that. So, yeah amazing yes if you're listening to this and you resonated with kande please go follow her her stories are amazing and she just has so much wisdom to share so if you're looking for a coach please go hire kande and kande thank you again for being here i appreciate you so much and i loved having you on this podcast i loved this conversation thank you so much for this opportunity i love work collaborating with you whenever you need anything just let me know <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today if you absolutely loved this episode i would so appreciate it if you subscribed and left a review on apple podcast or take a screenshot and share this episode on social media don't forget to tag me at tatiana.holistic.coach the more nervous systems we reach, the more generational cycles we break, and the more we contribute to a kinder and safer world. And if you're looking for somatic healing services, send me a DM and I'd love to chat on how I can support you. I'll see you in the next episode.